Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 17, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, this is starting to get very, very interesting. Let's jump right to the thing that jumps out on the daily chart and beyond for that matter. We talked about a very, very important place last night. We talked about why it was important. I'm going to show you something else also that has a hint of or participation in the construction per se of where the Irene number is. So here we've got this breakup candle low. The low is 437.59. They're below it today. Now they look like they're headed into home base on the weekly chart. We don't know they will get there. Price is starting to creep down toward home base. Home base is creeping up toward price. Either way, that's generally speaking the way the market works. Still yet, from a longer-term perspective, the weekly chart. And this factors into what I'm going to discuss going forward in this video. On the weekly chart, even though we're in a current downtrend from a daily chart perspective and others, the weekly chart is technically still in an uptrend. The monthly chart, we had an on-time type of situation for a top, so it goes both ways. Just because we have an on-time situation on a monthly chart, we could be nearing some kind of short-term support area on the weekly chart for a nice rip-your-face-off rally. Why do I bring that up? Because we're back to the rubber band thing. We're at that Irene place, okay? We're closing candles below here on a weekly basis, certainly below the next one, or yet below the 20-period moving average, is beginning to open the floodgates for a lot lower over a short period of time. Each of these spots are quite a distance from the other in terms of S&P handles. When you talk about one to the other, whether it's 50, 60, or 70 handles, that's a chunk of points all at once. You go from one to the other to the other, next scene shows, two weeks from now, you're down at the 100 period moving average at 419. And I'm not saying that is happening, but if the floodgates open up, the trapdoor situation, that is on the table. Now, let's narrow it down a little bit. Let's talk about a couple of other things. The 80-20 rule. The majority of the time, and this is even less than the 20% of the 80-20 rule, the majority of the time, the market is not going to crash. However, crashes do happen, and a crash doesn't have to be 500 S&P points. If the market found itself down, 419, 420, 415 this month, that's considered a crash from where it was in just a few weeks. Crash is a generic term. It's in the eye of the beholder. Let's not get wrapped up in the name of the thing. Let's talk about the stuff. It's options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. Can the market rally back to close inside this breakup candle low 437.59? Yes, it can obviously. The weekly close is Friday close. That's tomorrow, four o'clock. We'll see where the market is. A simple dead cat bounce will fight their way back to it. If they're killing the tape, where's the next spot? Well, let's look to the, from a larger picture, next big time breakup candle low, 431.19. The 20 period moving average, 430.60. So you're looking at 431 give or take. I'm not saying they have to get there on Friday, but if they're selling them, that's a place that's going to be important should they get into the neighborhood. 
and they can get into the neighborhood. It's not such a gated community. What about a number just a little bit higher than the 431, give or take place? Is there anything that we can notice? Yeah, put it on a sticky note. It's out of the calculator. It's 432.65. It's a place they can and normally will bounce the tape. So net-net, let's be clear on something. The large majority of the time, they're not going to, let's just say, have a Crash Davis situation on the tape. But the market is in one of those positions where the rubber band is stretched and they do crash from positions of weaknesses. Probably didn't need the second is over there, but position of weakness. Can they? Absolutely they can. You never know. What I can tell you is this, and you might want to get out your sticky notes for this one. Get out one of those bigger pads because you'll need it for this one. Here's a scenario. We don't know if it will play out, but if you see something like this playing out, be prepared for the following. Let's say they sell them into the weekend. They're selling them into Friday. They kill them into the weekend, whatever it is. Monday sets up this type of tape. It sets up a flush them at the open, reverse them, finish positive on the day, there's your bottom. Doesn't matter for how long of a bottom, it's a tradable, situational bottom. Even if they're flat on Friday, if they flush them on Monday and you start to see one of those intraday reversals, they finish positive, it's likely a bottom. It's likely some kind of a washout type situation. Anybody make money today inside the numbers? I want you to post it under the video. From the live room, inside the numbers, either or, it makes no difference. I know what was going on. We were money makers today, once again. Some of these numbers from this morning will seem far away, but keep in mind, this is a morning business. The activity is in the morning, during the morning rush hour, rush 90 minutes or so. Plus, for me, it's a morning business. What I talk about all day long for the live room members is things like, things to keep in mind. Market's like a store. It's open all day, but you don't need to shop there all day. You come in, you get what you need, you get out, you go to the next stop, you go home, whatever it is. We show up in the morning in uniform, ready to go. We get what I like to call our pound of flesh, whether it's one trade, two, three, or four, whatever it is, in the morning rush hour, 90 minutes, whatever it is, and guess what? That's it. It's a morning business. You go about your business. You do something else. You keep the money in the pocket. Why? Because I end it with this every single day. Don't do stupid stuff in the afternoon. It's a different kind of tape. How many traders were trying to pick off the lows all the way down and got chopped up like diced tomatoes? There were plenty. I guarantee it. You can read the rhetoric, pause the video. Let's get right to the numbers, and then as we scroll around, I'm going to highlight a few important things, pause the video, read the notes, and I urge you to double-check the work. Let's start here. 441.35. They would have to recapture that, meaning the bulls, to spark another leg higher. Remember, this is posted at 0 dark 30. What time is that? Could be 6 o'clock. 6.15 in the morning, generally in that area. That's when I begin posting. Regardless, we're focusing on 4.41.35. And remember, it's a long way ago, but the market was green early this morning. At the opening bell, 4.41.35. High of day, 4.41.43, right at the end of the arrow. Let's move on. If the bulls could push higher, they have other numbers. We didn't need that. 
What if they fall again? We did need that, so let's go there. The first sign of trouble is hanging around 440.15 or so, which opens the door to yesterday's lows and lower. So first, we had some traders that shorted it there. Next, and what you'll see in the notes as we refine things down after the opening bell or around the opening bell, then we had traders buying them down in this zone, 440, give or take. They gave you the five to seven, eight, nine point scalp with potential. There was no potential, but they gave you the trade. Now, guess what? Some traders think two points is a scalp. So in that case, they would have gotten a double or triple with my version of a scalp, which is five to seven ES or E mini points translating to 50 to 70 cents in the SPY. That's for those home gamers out there. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You could see here at 9.10, we'll stay with 441.35 as the place the bulls have to recapture to make anything happen. So they couldn't do that. So the interpretation is it's not gonna be easy. Staying below keeps the door open to run a test around 440, give or take. So some traders shorted at 441.35, others are waiting to buy it at 440, some do both. We call that the double barrel trade. Then we have some stuff below 438.70, that'll come in later on. And we also have the spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction variety. We had a field day with that in the live room today. Some traders did it three, four, five times this morning. Here's a three minute chart for an example. Here was one, spike the low, rip it back up in the other direction. What low? The one from here. Rip it back up, that's another trade. Then you have the new low or the next low. That's your next low. And then what happens? They spike the low and they rip it back up in the other direction. What's the target? 440, a spike of 440. This is what we talk about in the room. This is how we trade them in the room. And we don't care whether we get a 15 or 20 point trade or three or four five to seven point trades what difference does it make it was a fantastic day in the room then we end it and you let the other traders play games with or have games played on them by mrs market pause the video read the notes go back to the chart to double check the work they're in the showtime zone for a bounce back go back and double check what happened where it happened and when it happened pause them read them, go back to the chart to double check the work. And by the way, they even cut through this area pretty easily into the end of the day. Hence, it's a morning business. It's a different tape in the afternoon. You have no time left on the clock. You're going to buy that at three o'clock in the afternoon, 3.15 in the afternoon. You're giving the trade 45 minutes to an hour to work, or you're holding it overnight, sweating bolts checking the futures every seven minutes. It's a morning business. We had a small bucket full of stocks on the move today. CVS, UNH was off the table, didn't hit its number, and Wolf. Couple of other intraday trades from an inside the number room perspective, the live room. Here's an example. We were talking about a number at 221.29 in Tesla, or Tesla, in the live room and it came up short but some traders jumped in front anyway got a nice trade out of this one in tesla but how about the stock on the move cvs getting a buzz cut at the open i think they got shit canned by blue cross out of california or something like that we don't care the reason we just care the volatility it's a trader's dream when stuff is moving it provides opportunity 
6,98. You see what happened. It was the second number. They came into it. They bounced back in the other direction, found overhead resistance around the first number. Where did they get to? Right into the close. The high was 66.85, right into the closing bell. They closed right underneath the number. So either way, we had traders take the second number, traders take first and second, still got paid either way. And keep in mind, it's a tough day. When the tape is going against you, stuff has a hard time bouncing. You're fighting the riptide. How about Wolf? This one kind of stunk. Why? Because it didn't do it in the manner in which. We were looking at it early in the morning. They came up short. They bounced away. And then they did it later on, right before lunchtime, when the whole market found a low, that proverbial morning low situation. 4201 against 4205, my number. Four cent spike ripped it back up in the other direction. Look at this high. It doesn't look like much on this chart. This is 45, 33, three plus dollar bounce in Wolf, the werewolves of London. Who picks the low on a stock down 20, 22%, whatever it was at the time, almost to the penny? Who does that? IWM got taken out behind the woodshed, actually closed below the number I gave you last night. They certainly got there like a magnet. Now, you see the convergence of moving averages lurking underneath. If those moving averages give up, they give way, and they start getting below and closing daily below all the moving averages, look out below. It's the rubber band slash Irene situation. Speaking of Irene, I forgot to show you something before, so the folks that left early get screwed. This is the ES weekly chart. Now, this is the near-term contract, not the continuous contract, they still even yet look different from one another. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Here's what we're looking at. This high here is a breakout area, right? So the market has now come back to test that area. It's a weekly chart, so they have to close above this to stay in the bull camp. If they close below, it kind of reverses to the bear camp. It's a breakout that failed. So just to reiterate what we talk about all the time, market ran up to here, was rejected. Once they get back to that same place, instead of a rejection, they bust through. So they're breaking out. Now they've come back to test the most recent breakout area. All charts act and react the same way, yada, yada. You have sticky notes to that effect. But here's the situation. It happens to coincide with 4,400, big fat round number. Okay, fair enough. Remember, they're a little below it right now, but not much. Also coincides with the breakup candle low, 437.59. Does that same place exist on this chart? The answer is no. This is at a different place. This one coincides with the 20-period moving average. That, in and of itself, for those two reasons alone, is an important place from an SPY perspective. So the question is, does getting below here open the door for the same place on a relative basis in the SPY, which is this place. So they're not at this place, but they're around at slightly below the equal place in the ES from a chart perspective. And by the way, just to double check, it's the same thing. This is August 19th, 2022. And this right here happens to be August 19th, 2022. Same place, same date, different place on the chart. Who's showing you stuff like this? So is the futures number Irene 
Or is this number the real Irene? Will the real Irene please step forward? It's all interesting stuff. You know that I look at a variety of different charts. I show you the ES a lot, different things. Who's picking that up? If you're picking that up, you're in the 1% camp. Look, here's the ES continuous contract, August 19th. It's all the way up here, not even close. See how three charts look entirely different. This is an art form. We had some numbers up on the folks down at the transportation department last night. They're into the 50 period moving average. Here's a number. We talked about this one. It was a spike of the other one. We're just going to go with this. If they start getting below and closing intraday below the 50 period moving average up here, stay below it tomorrow. It's going to open the door, whether it's tomorrow or Monday for the next place. They're stretched. The rubber band is either going to break or it's going to snap back. We're looking for a turn. If they crack them, they crack them. Mrs. Market will always bring you to the brink. Whether you're in a trade and it's going against you, she will bring you to the brink of getting out of that trade, booking the loss, can't take it anymore. And just at that point, when either you're about to do it or you do do it, that's when she generally turns around. We're at that brink, give or take, right now. It's stretched. She's got to turn around or she's going to break. Q people already through the next number. You see the pattern here. You see the theme. She's just killing them all day long. It's indiscriminate. Everything gets thrown out with the bathwater. That's the way it works. When she turns, they'll all turn together. It'll come out of nowhere. And keep in mind this. And this isn't really where we are right now in terms of the market. There's no blood in the streets. It's not really that bad. The market's down a few percentage points in the big scheme of things. But just keep this in mind for later or keep it in mind depending on how you as an individual, as an individual investor or trader feel. It's generally darkest before dawn. I would put that one on a sticky note. 355, 354, 355 and a half. That's a big time spot for the cues. Call it 353 to 355. Below that, you've got that 100 period moving average. XLF edging down, down half a percent. It's leaking. It's not volatile. It's just leaking. Below those moving averages opens the door for 355 and potentially even lower to the 100 period moving average at 33 and a quarter, give or take. Look what you have here. You got a confluence of stuff. Here you have a breakout area. Why is that? Market ran up, sold off. Ran up, sold off. Broke out above, coming back to test it. So somewhere in this zone, certainly around that area is a former breakout area or is the breakout area. Then you have a gap right under. I've got my number and then you have the 100 period. So you can do this and this doesn't help from an intraday trading perspective. It helps from a logical perspective. You're going to get a bounce in there intraday we pinpoint stuff down to the pennies what have we been talking about with smash mouth it's all about this low from that reversal 145.02 i think they tested it today the low was 145.03 let me ask you this are there any accidents or coincidences in the market the short answer is no there isn't that was a choice they came up one penny short they traded away from it slightly and by the way closed one penny above my number. Funny how that works. Tested Mrs. Market's newly minted number by one penny and then closed right on top of the number that we were looking at to produce the reversal back in the other direction. That really is a funny how that works. 
How do you like them apples all round up into one? If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.